Episode 62, Digging In to Bad Memories. Friday Night Lights. My son recommended that I check out this television series that deals with high school football in Texas. Thought it might bring back memories. Then he paused and added, On second thought, Dad, you may not want to bring back those memories. I had been a player and a coach. I was a head coach back in the Midwest for two years. Then we fled and didn't stop until we got to Alaska. Retirement gives us time to look back over our lives and evaluate how we did. We might be surprised at how the wheel has turned. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. I watched, and a night without sleep followed. My son was right. It may have been something that I could do without. Memories came flooding back about the small-town obsession with the local high school football team. I remember standing under the Friday night lights for our last game of the season, my second year. We had the first undefeated team in the history of the school. We had been tied twice, but we did not lose. The people in town were ecstatic. The superintendent called me into his office the following Monday and told me that the board had held an ad hoc meeting just after the game, and he wanted to tell me that my budget would be unlimited for the following year. Yes, they were very happy. Back to standing under the lights. My stomach was in knots. The doctor had given me some pills for the condition. He spoke of ulcers. I was 26 years old and required drugs. He said I needed to let up. I was exhausted. The season had been intense. All of my energy had gone into coaching for the past two years. Then at that moment... I realized that I never wanted to do that again. I realized that there were other things in life besides football and winning. I recall all of the encouragement I had given my players and all of the grief. I had pushed hard. One drill was called the meat grinder. In this drill, one player would face a line of perhaps 10 players. One at a time, they would come at the designated player and try to knock him down with a block. He would have to defend himself. Then another player would come, then another, and then another. It was an endless attack. Then he would be beaten down, down to the ground. It was then that I would stand over him and yell at him to get up. The hitting by the other players would continue as he lay on the ground. I would continue to demand that he stand and defend himself. He always stood again. He would be hot, mad, enraged, and would stand in a fury. That's when the drill ended. Difficult? Yes. Cruel? Mm, Maybe. Beneficial? I thought so at the time. I wanted the players to know that no matter how beaten and battered, more energy could be found. New strength could emerge. 
They had powers they had not ever tapped or even imagined. Later in life, this drill emerged to plague me. It also came to symbolize all the other merciless and shallow treatment of my players. I was not proud of that drill. Maybe it did achieve its intended purpose, but it just seemed like it wasn't worth it. The doubts stayed with me. The television program on football had a similar drill. Sleep would not come. Then there was the community obsession with football. The car dealer, the mayor, the parents, everyone. It was the same in my experience. No one asked what I was teaching in my American history classes. It was the 60s. Vietnam was raging. Blacks, women, and the poor were being oppressed and fighting back. There was a wealth of material that constantly gave life to my classrooms. These were important issues, yet no one cared. Standing under the Friday night lights, my head was spinning. I had a wife and a son, but my life was being consumed by football. I told the superintendent on that Monday morning that I would be leaving at the end of the year. No more football. No more of this town. No more. Then things got worse. Two senior football players came to a basketball game after drinking. I could smell beer on them and insisted that they leave the game and appear at the principal's office Monday morning. A battle ensued in the community. One player admitted his error and accepted a three-day suspension. The other player denied he had been drinking. The parents insisted that he was innocent. I offered to resign on the spot if the board did not accept my word that he reeked of alcohol. The principal cringed and lowered his head to the boardroom table. Then the farmers on the board spoke as one. Yeah, we are with you, coach. He should be suspended for three days, just like the other one. His parents felt like he was falsely accused by this departing football coach. They took their son to a neighboring town while suspended and bought him some hot Plymouth car. Within two weeks, he wrapped it around a telephone pole right in the middle of town. I don't know if he'd been drinking, but he was dead. Some placed the blame on me. It was not a pleasant experience. Friday Night Lights brought back bad memories for me. Then I had a telephone conversation with my son. He told me of his experience with a coach on a practice similar to the ones I used to run. This was in cross-country skiing in Alaska. He was 13 years old, a freshman on the high school ski team. It was December, dark and below zero. The coach told him that the practice would be to run six miles straight up a mountain and then six miles back. He didn't think it was possible, but he and the others did it. He learned that he had strength he didn't know he had. He could push and achieve something he would have considered beyond himself. How valuable is that 
he said over the phone. It's carried over to everything in my life, he added. Maybe some of those football players I had feel the same way today. Judging up old memories can be dangerous. Retirement gives us time to reminisce and reevaluate. Compassion is something we need to extend to everyone, including ourselves. This is Retirement Talk.